Ask the beasts, and they will teach you. The birds of the air, and they will tell you. The plants of the earth, and they will teach you. And the fish of the sea will declare to you. From the book of Job, around 600 B.C., Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for February 10th to 17th, 2017, uh, spanning the last quarter of the snow moon. So here are some natural events for this quarter moon. Watching the crows huddled on a windy branch or the deer looking for browse on a bitter day or the nuthatches and chickadees chirping valiantly in the cold. It would take a hard heart not to wonder how they're feeling through the bleak midwinter. And probably very few connoisseurs of this column would say these creatures had no feelings at all. And yet that was the prevailing scientific view in Western culture for generations, that animals had no feelings, no thoughts, no affections, no sense of self, no language or tools or techniques, nor anything close to human intelligence. They eat without pleasure, cry without pain, grow without knowing it. They desire nothing, fear nothing, know nothing wrote Nicholas Malebranche, the 17th century philosopher and student of Descartes, expressing the rationalist position. You could call it the hard-headed view. And yet, tribal people, woods wanderers, shepherds, farmers, poets, and lovers of nature since the dawn of time have known animals to have feelings, thoughts, affections, a degree of personality, and most especially, something to teach us if we will heed them. You could call this the soft-hearted view. And now in our times, an epical change is underway whereby the hard heads and the soft hearts are coming together to acknowledge how other creatures have feelings and abilities like our own and even beyond our own. Scientists are showing that whales sing Primates use language. Crows are highly social. Octopi, octopi show emotions. Monkeys practice morality. And birds teach their young, among many other wonders. For example, squirrels and blue jays can remember the locations of hundreds of acorns they've cached over large areas. And we can't even remember where we left our keys. For more on these marvels, See, are we smart enough to know how smart animals are? By the Dutch ethologist Franz Duval of Emory University. This is an important and exciting book. So here's a rank opinion. Once we've entered into the ancient blood pact whereby we benefit from acts of great cruelty to other creatures, whether by slavery or by war or by oppression or by the slaughter of animals. We're bound to see those suffering creatures, human or non-human, as less than we are, less intelligent, less civilized, less able to feel pain, less valuable in the eyes of the Creator. We're bound to justify and perpetuate these acts of cruelty 
over and over again to avoid owning the guilt for their suffering, which we have caused or condoned for our own benefit. There is a way out of this blood pact, though, and that is to acknowledge that we have egregiously wronged other creatures, to make amends, and to humbly rejoin the family of all life, not as master, but simply as member. And here's a field and forest report. It may take a long time for us to work our way back into the big family. Their fear of us is well-founded, and we will have to earn their trust. It is a great wall that must be breached, but we can start small. This week, for example, a good start might be to put out a food offering for the birds, maybe a little buttered popcorn for the crows, some shelled sunflower seeds for the chickadees, or some all-American French fries for the seagulls, a love feast for members of our forgotten family. And finally, here are a couple of seed pods for to carry around with you. First from the poet Marita O'Neill. Dear crow calling from the other side, you brought me a letter stuffed with mulberries, twigs, and softly collected silver threads of the katydid and dropped it in the house where I lived unexpectedly. And from the uh, great naturalist John Muir, Nature's object in making animals and plants might possibly be, first of all, the happiness of each one of them, not the creation of all for the happiness of one. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but... Don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.